Welcome to AT Banter, the podcast where we discuss anything and everything regarding the world of assistive technology. With our hosts, Steve Barkley, Rob and Ryan Fleury. Now, let's banter. Hey, and welcome to AT Banter. Another week, another episode. I am Rob Minot. Today, I'm joined, as usual, by Ryan Flurry. Hey there. And no Steve Barkley today. Steve is out and, and about. about. So, it's just the two of us. Woohoo! We have, we're pretty excited. We got a pretty good show. We have Kevin Shaw from Tell Me TV that we're going to be talking to. A little bit about his on-demand Video description. I oh, know it's. I guess it's a describe video on demand service. Mm-hmm. Yep. Similar model to Netflix. Yes. But everything is descriptive. Oh, it'll be mm-hmm. interesting to hear what um, what they've got planned, and you know some of the some of the challenges that I'm sure that they face in terms of licensing and and what content they can get. I mean. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know how much of a nightmare I'm sure it is for Netflix. Well, absolutely. Everything being so region specific, right? What the U.S. can get, we don't get. What Poland yep. gets, we don't get. Or what we get, they don't get. Yep. Yeah, that's just got to be a complicated yeah, it's mess. Just a spider web of red tape, I'm mm-hmm. sure. When you're trying to get, you have to talk to each different studio, get you know access to their content, and only if they don't have deals in place with other. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's got to be a nightmare. So yeah. we'll ask them about it. We will. I'm sure. So, uh, yeah. All right. Well, let, without any further ado, then, why don't we just launch into uh, into talking to Kevin? Let's bring him on. Because I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are very privileged to have with us today Mr. Kevin Shaw, who is the president and CEO of Tell Me TV, which is a fairly new described video on demand service. Kevin, how are you? Hello. 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 Thanks for joining us. You know, let's just start right at the beginning. Um, Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, Okay. Um, Where to start? Uh, My my background is um, uh, I'm I'm also the founder of of Tell Me TV. Um, You know, I'm not just the president. I'm also the founder. I grew up having uh, I grew up having low vision, and uh, when I was in when I was in high school, I was I was basically kind of a sort of a stage crew, you know, AV crew sort of media brat, and um, did a lot of work with computers. You know, I was basically a nerd in high school, and um, uh, went to went to school for media. Uh, Radio and Television Arts at, at Ryerson University in Toronto, and um, you know after I after I lost my vision, I, I you know still wanted to really work in the in the media industry and ended up doing a lot of freelance work. And my my background is actually in, in audio and music production, okay. uh, so recording bands and mixing and and uh, doing all all kinds of fun stuff. And uh, I did that freelance for a while. I, I worked as a 
I worked as a mobile DJ for about seven years or so, um, you know, just kind of spinning at, you know, parties and weddings and whatnot. And um, once I, I, I landed a full-time gig uh, working in radio uh, where I basically you know, wrote and recorded uh, commercials and <clears throat> kind of worked in radio advertising for a while. And uh, one day I was basically at home and wanted to watch a movie on, on DVD and realized that I didn't want to have to go through the frustrating process of just kind of putting the DVD in and kind of navigating the on-screen menu just to turn on the um, the described video. And that's really where the the tell me tv journey uh began so you know i i come at this from you know being a media consumer and you know a media producer so if you know i've i've had experience on 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 both ends of the uh um you know of of kind of the production spectrum this is ryan here kevin i'm totally blind myself and there's nothing worse than putting in a DVD or Blu-ray and not being able to navigate the menus. That's still one of the biggest hurdles I think we face. Well, it's why I had a whole bunch of them on my shelf still in shrink wrap. Because yeah. I, <laughs> you know, I'd, I'd go and buy. I was like, hey, these are you know five dollars in the bargain bin, and yep. you buy them and you think, hey, I'm gonna just sit down and watch all these movies one day. <clears throat> and I realized that you know I had to ask myself the question like. Why have these been sitting here for you know two years in shrink wrap and and not watched? Yeah, and uh, that's that's again that's what really kind of prompted me to um, look around at all the options that were out there at the time, and uh, you know our our local cable company here and and um, you know certainly at the time Netflix and iTunes weren't doing anything uh, you know in in the way of described video and. Um, I, I thought, Hey, I, I could build this and, and, uh, you know, we could do some, we could do something with this. Yeah. It's funny how, you know, and this is a problem really across the board in terms of any, any of these, um, this functionality of, of video description on Blu-rays um, Netflix is the same way. I mean, there's really no way to sort, I mean, Netflix has, um, video described, shows but there's no way to sort through them to find out which ones are and which ones aren't um and the interface itself isn't isn't accessible um in movie theaters right the 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 video descriptive boxes like a lot of times they don't work or they're just they're they're you know they're half baked so <laughs> or or you get a box with description of another movie that's playing in another you know in another theater <laughs> Right. Which is which is always fun. Yeah. I don't I don't know who these people are that they're talking about. <laughs> I didn't know um, Meg Ryan was in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's. Uh, I mean, there are a lot of problems with the you know the interface side of things. Um, I mean, it's good that you know I, I look at you know what Netflix is doing is as, as a positive, but you know as I as I point out to to folks, it's. Um, you know, they, they did it because of, you know, they didn't want to get sued. Right, uh, right. We're doing it because we, you know, we love movies and TV shows. And and uh, we think that we can, that you know, we think that we solve the problems of, of interface and, uh, you know, that, that we've actually got, uh, you know, that we've actually got some, some cool stuff to offer. So believe me, I, I understand all of those frustrations with with you know discs and netflix and you know going into the movie theater and you know wanting to see something that's been out for 
you know, three or four weeks. And hey, do you have that? Do you have the headset for this? No, no, we're we're playing, you know, this week's latest, uh, you know, release. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're you're kind of uh, you're kind of left out in the cold when you when you want to watch something that's maybe been out for a month or so and that's still in the theater. Right. Uh, now, how long? Like, how long ago did you start up? Uh, Tell me, TV. Well, we started as a we started under the name Zaga Entertainment. Um, uh, you know, a few years ago, we okay. we did a, a crowdfunding campaign to kind of build the first version of the service, and and we pulled together, um, you know, enough enough code basically to launch a beta of the service back in uh, the spring of last year. And we, we, we tested that and we, we took a lot of feedback from folks and I was, I was never married to the name Zaga. And I thought, you know, let's find something here. That's, um, you know, that's not taken and, um, more descriptive, you know, and a little more descriptive. And (laughs) I didn't want to, everybody else was kind of doing, you know, accessible this or able that or vision, you know, Mm -hmm. such and such. And I thought, nah, you know, none of those really, none of those really grabbed me. And, and, um, I, I I have literally like eleven pages of names, <laughs> um, you know things that I just ah you know that's not it. And then uh, you know the name came to me one day of Tell Me TV, and we looked for TellMeTV.com, and it was free. And I was like, okay, well I'm gonna get it because it's I don't know like nine bucks or whatever for the domain, and um, and uh, you know that's a, that's the name that stuck. So we've been under that name since um, since November of last year. And have uh, basically gone back out to our customers to say, you know, we're we're under a new name. Come to the new site. So why don't we get into what is Tell Me TV? So Tell Me TV is a it's we're calling it the world's first one hundred percent described video on demand service. Uh, everything that we have up on our site has described video, and what we've what we've done is we have gone out and pulled together um, uh, a bunch of, to, to start with, a bunch of uh, uh, classic films, uh, some classic television, and uh, you know some some kind of newer stuff and some sort of offbeat stuff, all with uh, audio description. So our service basically provides uh, on-demand movies and TV shows. Uh, on your on your schedule on your um, you know at basically at your at your request we're a monthly subscription service and uh, go to tellmetv.com and uh, we have a um, uh, you know a little sign up form that you go through and um, and that basically gives you all you can eat access to uh, describe video content uh, movies TV shows from uh, a wide variety of genres and so do you go through like licensing of content similar to like what Netflix and iTunes and these other services would do? Yes. Uh, so we, uh, um, what we've done is we've gone out and licensed some content from, uh, from entertainment one, from a, a company called the film detective from the national film board. And, uh, you know, some providers of, of, you know, kind of, uh, sort of documentary, uh, content and so forth for for the site. Uh, so those are things that are there now, and we're we're always talking to um, you know we're always talking to other folks. I, I you know I've been talking to uh, uh, a couple of the major studios that are um, you know surprisingly very very um, 
you know, willing to, you know, to help us out in terms of licensing content to us and, um, you know, getting, getting people, uh, getting people interested in the, in the service. So, is which a- is, which is kind of refreshing to see that, uh, you know the 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 larger companies are often the you know the easier ones to work with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is the process really complicated? I mean, it seems to me that that licensing is one of the real major hurdles um, with with a lot of the on demand services. It's it is a tough nut to crack. Um, we think we've we've cracked it with with some of the larger players. Um, some of the smaller ones, they you know, it depends on who you go to as to, as to how flexible they are. Um, but you know what we what we need to tell them is that we're not Netflix and we're not iTunes, so we're not going to give them. Um, or at least we're not competing with them with a you know an audience of you know hundreds of millions of people, um, but there is a need for a service like this, and if people aren't going to, you know, if people aren't going to get that kind of content from a service like ours, they're going to find other ways to get it, and they're going to go to you know. Uh, there are pirate sites out there with with this kind of content on it, and um, you know things that uh, you know other other services that have described video on it. So can make a, a really good case to you know the content owners to say, look, people want to watch your content, people want to watch you know the the, the shows that you have, um, and we can bring that audience to you. Um, you know they're a little more willing to to listen when we when we put it in the, in those terms as opposed to, um, you know, uh, uh, give us the content because you know we we deserve it. Right. Do you find or do you face the same licensing restrictions as a Netflix does, like region specific? Uh, yeah, that's that's one of the things that's kind of out of our our hands. Um, basic basically the way that works is that. You know, when you're, you know, if you're, if you're, if you go out and you make a movie and you've got, um, uh, you know, producers and actors and, and songwriters and musicians and, you know, all these people that come together to, to make a movie, um, all of these, you know, all of the agreements that they sign, um, they're, they're different. So you might have a movie where, you know, the director and the actors and so forth are cleared in the United States but for some reason, two of the songwriters haven't cleared their song for use in a movie in Canada or the European Union. And for that reason, the studio has to hold it back to Yikes. you know the United States until a certain time period has, has elapsed or whatever. Wow. So all, you know all of the all the wheels have to be kind of turning in the same direction when they when they basically go out and do licensing. Um, and then, of course, the other, you know, the other hurdle that we that we face is um, some of these companies in in the United States are are doing uh, uh, exclusivity deals. So they'll they'll say, well, you know, we want this show for the next five years on our service, and nobody else gets it. Right. Right. Um, and you know, they they pay a little bit of a higher price because you know they're. Um, uh, you know, they're 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 the big dogs, and they you know they they tend to eat first mm-hmm. um and then for us we're you know we kind of come in on the back end and say well you know we're new and we want to do we want to do this with with the you know with the content and they say well you'll either have to wait your turn or have to ask them permission 
and uh, you know sometimes are sometimes are willing to do it, sometimes not. Right. Now the content that you have, and I'm just going to get a little geeky here. Is yeah. it like 1080p, and does it have surround sound audio, or uh, depending on what we get from the um, from the particular studio, uh, I think there are a couple of movies that have been sent to us in five one. So if you have the hardware to decode that five one, you should hear it in five one. Um, everything that we get is uh, 1080p, unless we get something that is otherwise. You know, some we, we we do get some of the older shows in um, uh, you know kind of standard definition uh, 480p. Okay. Uh, some some of the stuff comes 720, so it it really depends on on what they serve us. But we give like whatever the highest format that they send us is what we put up on the site. Right. And then if you're watching on um, you know an iPhone, for example, that's going to convert to whatever's whatever's going to play on your iPhone. Right. So when you get a license for a show and they provide you that show, does it do they provide the the video description or is that something that you need to go ahead and produce or farm out or or how does that work? It depends. So when we've licensed for example the the entertainment one content that we licensed, we uh we got that with the description, um which is great for us because you know, a lot of these, a lot of these studios have the description tracks kind of lying around, but they're not using them because they've used them for broadcast, and then they kind of put them on a shelf, and hmm. you know, they they sort of sit there until uh, you know somebody else comes along to use them. Um, so, depending on the studio, they've they've actually kept good records of you know this this particular movie or whatever has description, and um, you know that's that's where we. We're going to go and, and pull it off and put it up onto onto our service. Um, we've done a few titles on our own, so we did um, uh, we did two Christmas films uh, just before the holidays uh, our, ourselves, and um, one of them was uh, uh, Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol, as as, as narrated by Vincent Price, uh, <laughs> Mr. Thriller himself. Nice. Um, and uh, we've done we did uh, I think two kind of shorts from the National Film Board as sort of a you know a, a test run, but most of the stuff that we've been getting has been has been described. Um, we have the opportunity to to describe some of our own stuff, which we're we're excited about. Um, so when we we're talking to you know a you know a pretty large studio right now that has um, uh, you know some some pretty popular TV shows and so forth, and they they've said to us, uh, you know, we're willing to you know kind of relax the license fee if you're willing to describe stuff for us and give it back to us when you're done with it, um, hmm. which. Which is which is kind of cool, um, because you know that gives us a little bit of kind of creative leeway as to you know how the description gets done. Because I'm sure, as as you know, that there's there's great description and then there's good description. Right. <laughs> yeah. Now, do you guys have any original content? Uh, not yet, mm-hmm. uh, but we are actually talking to uh, there's a there's a there's a girl who's got a you know kind of a, a popular show here in Canada, and she's um, she's talking to us about doing some exclusive uh, kind of original stuff with us, which we're we're really excited about. So cool. 
And so now, does that mean, so do you have like on staff, um, say, write, voiceover writers or um, voiceover talent that uh, you use, or do you just generally contract that, that kind of stuff out? We contract that out. It's, um, you know, we, we, uh, uh, there, there's, um, if you actually go on our, our site and look up, um, uh, we have, we have two NFB shorts, one called flawed and one called, um, uh, big mouth, uh, that, that was done by, um, one of the voiceover folks we use. And we actually have a, a kind of a little demo video on our site as well. Uh, she's the, the voiceover uh, person that we use for that. Who's uh, Her name's Susan. She's a fantastic uh, voice actor. I've, I've worked with her for, for years, kind of in my in my radio days, I, I sort of brought her kind of kicking and screaming over to, over to <laughs> us. And, uh, she's done, uh, you know, she's, she's really, really excellent at doing, um, uh, at doing voiceovers just cause she's got a, you know, a very expressive and, and, uh, you know, very creative voice. Um, so tell us a little bit about like, what, what were some of the challenges when you first, um, started up? You know, you had the idea, you sat around, you went, you know what, I want, I want to create an, a, a video on demand service. What was, what were the first couple hurdles? Um, wow. It's, uh, it's kind of hard to believe that, that, you know, remembering back all those years as to, as to how I started, uh, in the beginning, I, well, I, I went to school for, um, a master's degree in, in media production and I was, uh, uh, you know, I was kind of at, at sort of my wits end as to, you know, what to do after school because I, I basically had gone back and started working in radio. And when I had the idea for, um, you know, basically for the service, I, you know, I, I, I felt a little bit kind of out of my element because, you know, this was something I'd never really done before, which was basically, you know, the, the impetus to do it. Right. Um, and uh, uh, at the beginning, I, I hired a developer who put together kind of a, uh, you know, duct tape and bubblegum version of, of the website. And it was just, you know, something that I could easily show people to say, um, you know, here's the basic concept. Here's how it works. Um, and I actually walked that into the office of uh, John Rafferty, who's the president of CNIB. And showed it to him, and and he freaked out. He loved it. He's like, "Hey, this is really cool, and uh, uh, we should be supporting this." And you know, what do you need from me, and how can I help? And <clears throat> so, the you know the, the the real first challenge of this was going from that kind of you know showing the you know the bubble gum and and duct tape version of this to kind of putting a business case together for it. <clears throat> um, and it's one thing to show it to people and say, well, here's, here's the potential for something like this. And, you know, I think we had kind of like five short described movie clips on this, um, you know, on this website and then taking that and, um, you know, basically saying, well, look, there are people out there who want to, who want to watch this. And, um, you know, John at, at CNIB is, was, was really helpful with that. And we did some, we actually did some market research in, in conjunction with CNIB. And, uh, so, so they were really helpful with that. And, um, and then we did some crowdfunding to, to kind of prove out the, the case. We, um, you know, so we raised a little bit of money and we started to build the first, kind of version of this 
um, you know, and talking to content folks. Uh, so, you know, that was kind of the other big hurdle was was getting, you know, the first folks to say yes to the, um, you know, to, to putting content on the on the service. Right. Um, so we did that and we, you know, we, we got something, again, very basic uh, that was, you know, still kind of, you know, I, I, I'd say alpha was was really the only way I could describe it. Um, it wasn't it wasn't ready. And then we. You know, at one point, I, I um, you know, was basically just kind of wondering, well, you know, is this is this going to see the light of day, or are we, are we, uh, you know, are we on the right track with this? And we then we started to get some new people on our team who said, uh, hey, I we can build this in we can build this in six months, and uh, that's exactly that's exactly what uh, what we did. We we built a new uh, you know whole new service in, in six months. Uh, kind of threw away everything that we were working with before. We kind of used um, off the shelf components to build the kind of the first version of this, and um, and basically kind of took it to to the public, um, you know, and so the hurdle after that was, you know, convincing people that, you know, what we had was, was working and a lot of people really liked it and said, um, you know, I like it. It's really accessible. Uh, now we just need more content. Um, so that's, that's the next hurdle. And, and, um, you know, we're, we're, we're almost over it. It's, um, you know, we've, we've secured our, we've actually secured our first investor and now we're just waiting for them to like fill out their paperwork and, and, and get it back to us. So it's, uh, you know, they have the pen in their hand and they're just basically just kind of reading through all the stuff that we sent them and, uh, we're just waiting on a signature, but that's going to, that's basically going to open up some, some opportunities for us to get, uh, you know, to get some, some really excellent content, uh, on, on the site. Yeah, I could totally see that. I mean, even Netflix, um, you know, I remember Netflix, um, you know, even five years ago, it was a very different animal. I mean, mm-hmm. there is, you know, it takes a, a while to build a content library, um, you know, especially given the, the licensing spider's nest of red tape that you have to navigate. Yeah, you know, what's inter- interesting about Netflix is that they have, you know, they want to be the next HBO, and they want to be the next HBO because they're they're doing a lot of original shows, uh, which is great. You know, I I think that you know they've been you know extremely disruptive in in the way that they are doing movie movies and TV. Um, and for us, it's a good indication that you know we have the potential to go out and get you know, to go out and do that kind of licensing. It's, you know, some of the the stuff that we've got now is, is, you know, it's, it's, it's good. It's really good content. Um, but yeah, there is a, there is a bit of a, uh, you know, a, a waiting game to, you know, to go after that, you know, kind of top tier content and, and hopefully put us in a position to, you know, do some of our own original stuff or, you know, kind of web only, you know, kind of licensing some web only stuff that, um, you know, isn't available anywhere else. Well, and I think it's good timing too, because like you say, Netflix added the audio description because of threatened, threatening lawsuits, but even Amazon instant video, which you can now get in Canada, if you're a prime subscriber, doesn't have any Mm -hmm. descriptive content. 
That's right. Uh, uh, same thing with Crave TV. Uh, I know Show Me kind of came and went. Um, you know, it didn't really have any description on it either. Um, so it's uh, you know the, the 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 time seems to be seems to be right for us. Um, you know, fingers crossed that that uh, you know our investment comes sooner than later, mm-hmm. um, so that we can actually go out and start to get um, you know some some you know really good uh, you know really great content um, and and even some of the legacy stuff too. It's you know I, I know a lot of. Um, a lot of folks kind of want the latest and greatest, but there's a lot of legacy content that's, you know, maybe 30, 40 years old. That's still classic. That's right. still, you know, that's still really good. You know, that, that, that people want to watch. Um, you know, I happen to be a huge, uh, you know, I happen to be a huge Star Trek nerd. So I, you know, I'd, we'd love to have Star Trek on our, on our service and, and, um, you know, some of the older, uh, you know, some of the older, uh, you know, shows like, you know, the, the earlier episodes of the Simpsons and, and, um, you know, that kind of thing. So, well, you can go back, you can go back even further, like to me, TV here in BC channel 30, you know, I've, I've got leave it to beaver. We've got happy days. Mm -hmm. We've got, you know, love boat, all that classic, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s content that a lot of us grew up with. You know, I'd love to sit back and watch the Dukes of Hazzard all over again. You know, (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Or, you know, the A-Team or Knight Rider or, yep. or uh, you know, um, oh, what's, what was the one I was, I was watching the other day? I'm trying to remember. Um, uh, not Magnum P.I., the other guy. Um, like the original the original um, MacGyver. MacGyver, yeah. Oh, you yes. Know, <laughs> uh, uh, so, so, like, they have a new – I think they've got a new MacGyver show out now. They do. Yeah. Yeah, so it's uh, you know it's be good to kind of get the classic uh, right. the classic MacGyver, um, but yeah, there's uh, there's there are people out there who want to watch those those kind of shows and and um, even even some of the stuff from across the pond like uh, you know a lot of right. we we did a customer satisfaction survey and kind of asked people you know what do you want to watch and some people said hey we we would love to see you know, keeping up appearances and the, you know, the, like kind of the older kind of British uh, sitcoms and that kind of thing, which, um, you know, you don't, if you get them here, you don't necessarily get them with description. So no, those no. are, those are the kinds of things that, that, that we think are, you know, are, are, um, you know, kind of really sexy and, and can, could, could really bring people to the service. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I mean, the good news about this is that there's just literally so much content out there. Um, Oh yeah, so we know the world's your oyster. Yeah, and and you know, for us, I think it's it's going to open up opportunities for us to go into. You know, somebody was asking me, um, "Hey, do you guys plan to have anime on your on your service?" Um, you know, which which again would be would be kind of cool if we could if we could go out and do uh, if we could go out and do not just the description, but you know, the like the the dub of uh you know anime as well and getting you know getting some of these uh excuse me japanese shows in 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 english and with description right Mm -hmm. one question i have and this has always been a pet peeve of mine with netflix and other services is that today i start watching a series and bloop tomorrow it's gone is there any chance of putting expiry dates on content uh yeah it's not hard it's um you know i mean we we license stuff for a term and depending on uh 
you know, depending on who it is, we we sometimes get uh, you know a note to say that you know, you guys have this for a year, you guys have this for two years. Um, you know, we we obviously want to push for longer terms just so that we can get you know as many people watching it as as possible. Um, but I mean, that's not a hard thing for us to do in terms of of putting up you know expires on such and such a date. Right. Uh, so, and some of the stuff will have you know kind of forever um which is sort of the older uh kind of the older movies and and that sort of thing but um uh so so for example right now we have um three seasons of the ray bradbury theater on um on tell me tv and that has a um so we have that for a year so you know, next or I guess this coming November, uh, we'll have the opportunity to either renew that or you know replace it with with something else. Um, <clears throat> I guess I should say now we uh, for for folks who want to um, you know try the service and and we have a, a discount code that we can make available to uh, folks who are listening to your podcast. So if they go to sure. tellmetv.com and sign up, they can use the code tellme seventeen. Uh, just all one word, all capital letters. Just tell me one seven, and um, that will give them twenty five percent off the subscription price for the next twelve months. Awesome, nice. Thank you for doing that. I, I'm I'm curious what it, it, for for you guys what what kind of stuff do you like to watch? Uh, you know, kind of movies and and uh, you know what what did you grow up watching? Go ahead, Rob. Well, I mean. Uh, I'm I'm a pretty much a child of the '80s, like Ryan. Yeah. Um, okay. okay. So I don't. I think I would draw the line at calling Love Boat a classic. I, I <laughs> Love Boat was a classic. Every Sunday, my wife watches it from uh, five to six or five to seven. Brutal. That's amazing. But yeah, classic show. Um, you know, the Dukes of Hazards, the action, the Magnum PIs, the Star Wars, yeah. or Star Wars, Star Trek's action, sci-fi, fantasy. Um. Yeah, I mean, and I'm a bit of a, you know, I for for a long time I've been one of these people that I've gotten away from um, live television. Like years and years ago, I was a I was a cable cutter. You okay. Know, I don't think I've had cable for probably ten years. Um, oh wow. I, you, know, you know, even you know, even before Netflix really became a huge thing, you know, I sure. started consuming TV shows on um, DVD. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just because it's so much easier to consume, you can consume it at your own pace. You can watch entire yeah, seasons in, in, a, in a couple of weeks. So you know, I sort of got burned out on on the idea of you know watch you know having to be home on a Thursday at eight o'clock to watch you know whatever. Um, sure. So you know, I've been a, a big I'm, I'm you know a big consumer of, of video on demand. Um, and I think that's just the way it's going. I think that conventional cable companies, I mean, they, they either have to redesign their offerings and, and do it in a, in a different way, or they're just going to, they're just going to die off. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's so interesting that, that, you know, you say that because a lot of, um, you know, I think a lot of people are are a lot of the networks basically are are starting to to look that way. I know the new Star Trek show, <clears throat> Star Trek Discovery, right? Um, they're putting that up on. Uh, I forget the name of the CBS. Yeah, it's like a, it's, it's their it's CBS their, Now uh, or something. Yeah, yeah, it's their streaming. Uh, so they're putting it. So they're 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 doing it that way. Um, you know, as a as a way to get 
get folks onto you know onto that service um you know it's 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 going to be a new world i i think that uh uh you know i i can't remember the last time i i sort of made appointments to you know sit down and watch tv uh once a week uh maybe maybe the last season of 24 and that that was it right well and the thing you know the other thing we still face like rob was saying you know having the cable companies redesign their offerings, you know, I can't act, use my cable box and activate the Shaw on Demand menu. I can't use the PVR functionality. Sure. So streaming is for me, you know, the best way, the best option. You know, it's on demand when I want it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and this is getting pretty geeky, um, but you know, even you know, Blu-rays in and of themselves. Uh, I mean, I find that it's annoying and time-consuming to even put. A, put a blu-ray in five minutes gotta, of ads. you gotta wait you gotta wait for it to fire up then you have to that's right you have to go through trailers uh you have to go through the you know the menu and even as you know a sighted user that's a huge pain in the butt like it's you know generally sometimes they don't save your spots so if you were watching you know a movie it it doesn't pick up where you left off necessarily if you stopped it um, so a, a lot of times I'll just be going through Netflix and, and see a movie. And it's like, yeah, well, I have the Blu-ray of that that I could plug in, but screw it. I'm just going to watch on Netflix because I can just start it up and it starts. It's so interesting because I, I you know, our, our company was was incubated at the um, the Ryerson uh, DMZ, the Digital Media Zone, and um, so there I I. I I talked to university students and, you know, there are all these kind of like millennial kids and, you know, I tell them, you know, this is, this is what my company does. And they're like, Oh, you know, that's so cool and everything. And we, I remember I was talking to, talking to somebody about this and they, they asked a question about DVDs. And I said, when's the last time you watched a DVD? And, you know, this person is probably like, you know, 18, 19 years old said, I don't know, when I was like five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But when's Which, the last time you watched something on your phone on the bus, you know? Yeah, the, exactly. This and morning. It, so, yeah. <laughs> and it, it's so interesting because, you know, when they were five, that was only, what, 13 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which which is, isn't that like, what was that 2004? Yeah. Uh, and, and even then, DVDs and Blu-rays were, were – you know, still kind of dying because Netflix was, uh, you know, was making some inroads. Yeah. And it's even, you know, it's, it's way more so now. Um, you know, I think the writing is pretty much on the wall in terms of streaming is just the way things are going. It's a lot easier. I mean, it's funny. I had a friend that, you know, five, six, well, actually, no, it was probably more than that. It was probably about 10 years ago. We got into an argument where he was like, you know what, it's going to get to the point where Blu-rays and DVDs are just not a thing anymore. Nobody's going to want them. They, they're, it's yeah. going to go all streaming because you don't have to worry about physical media. You don't have to worry about DVDs yeah. taking up an entire bookcase. You can just have an online streaming library, and it's yeah. absolutely true. It, it is what people want. Except and me. look what look what happened. Look what's already happened in music. Um, I mean, right. people don't even people don't even buy files anymore. It's you know they they want to go on Spotify or Apple right. Music. Yeah. Uh, because it's instant and it's right there. Um, and you know, maybe, uh, you know, uh, uh, you go out and you buy a Blu-ray of a, you know, of a show or something as kind of a souvenir and, you know, it just kind of looks good on your bookshelf, but that's it. Well, you keep in mind too, and I'm devil's advocate here, 
because I'm a bit of an audiophile, you still only get the best audio experience when you do get the Blu-ray format. You know, you've got the Dolby True HD or the DTS Master Audio and now Atmos. You're not going to get that streaming, not yet. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it's one of those things that's changing. So we're we're affiliated with a company um, uh, out of out of Los Angeles called uh, Blue Evo, and Blue Evo uh, they their business is is uh, uh, we call QA a quality assurance. So when they get um, you know if somebody comes to them and says you know we want our our you know films on. Uh, uh, iTunes and Netflix and you know Crackle and you know whoever like these are the companies that they service, in, in, including us. Mm-hmm. Um, they basically make sure that um, that all of the audio and the video and the you know, all the metadata and everything that goes with that file uh, basically goes to those services. So, so for example, when we got um, uh, you know we have a, a movie on our, our site that's five one. Uh, they basically make sure that five one gets passed through to um, to our service. Um, so they actually started as Blu-ray um, quality, like a Blu-ray quality assurance company. Right. So they're they're starting to you know they're kind of at the forefront of the technology and saying, well. You know, we want. How do we? How do we take this experience and and put it online? Okay. Um, and now they're, you know, now they're starting to to do that. And the platform that we have is, um, you know, basically future ready. Um, so again, once this investment comes in, we'll be able to do, uh, you know, apps for Apple TV and 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 Roku and Android and and uh, you know iOS. Um, you know, fairly easily right. uh, because all of the, you know, all the foundation, all the infrastructure is in place. Nice. So actually, let's talk a little bit about about the design and sort of the UI behind it, because it seems to me that that there's kind of two components to the service. Um, one is, of course, the the actual content, but the other one that's big is this, is the UI that that really from the ground up really needs to be completely accessible. Uh, was was that challenging to design? In the beginning, when we were doing it ourselves, um, it was it was daunting. So there were there were things that I had to, you know, I kind of had to stand over our developer and and you know sort of put him in the experience of this is what it's like using a screen reader with what you just built me. <laughs> right. um, and so you know, like the you know, like the the whiz kid that I hired would would say, oh, uh, you know, I now I hear what you're talking about when you when you say like these forms or these buttons are not accessible. So they would go and fix that. And what we realized was that, you know, when we were building the service, um, and even when we went with um, sort of the second company that we used that that had, uh, you know, we were sort of, we had we had developers kind of all over the world. the The engineering team was in uh, the engineering team was in Israel, and the you know the developers were in Argentina, and and you know the project coordinators were in Florida. So, made for very interesting uh, uh, Skype calls. <laughs> um, but you know that was a little more difficult because you know we're we're basically trying to put uh, you know stuff in in bug reports to to say well here's what's not working for accessibility, and they'd say well you know it works on the screen, but you know, voiceover on on the iPad or whatever wouldn't announce uh, you know a change in uh, in tabs and so forth. Right. What we what we did now is we went to um, 
we went to a platform that you know they basically sold us netflix in a box um and you know credit to the guys at, at blue evo uh they went on our behalf and said you know we want to help these guys and this is what they're doing uh you know with a very specific need in mind and um the the guys that we're working with out of out of New York, a, a company called VHX, they were actually really helpful in terms of making sure that um, that the player was accessible, that all the forms to sign up were accessible, um, that uh, you know basically the you know the menu structure and and you know navigating the site with a screen reader was all accessible. Uh, so there were things that that we came across um, you know in our um, uh, you know, and sort of like the beta version of, you know, kind of putting all this together where I would send them a list to say, here are, here are like a whole bunch of things that aren't working. And, um, they fixed them, uh, <laughs> you know, much to our, our, our surprises. And these fixes didn't take long. Um, and, uh, you know, we were, we just blown away as to, uh, you know, so, so one of the things that we had, um, uh, with our site is we have uh, we have a gifting option. So if there's uh, if there's somebody that you want to gift with a subscription, you can gift uh, you know three months, six months, nine months, a year, um, and that in the beginning wasn't that accessible. And we said, well, you know, it's it's you know if somebody can see it, they can gift it to somebody who can't, uh, and as long as that works, that's okay. Um, so when we when we basically said that. Uh, you know, there was another feature that wasn't working. They actually fixed the gifting feature for us uh, without us asking. Nice. Um, so you can actually go on right now, and if if you wanted to, you could actually gift a subscription to somebody. Um, and uh, you know, they're listening to us, which is which is which is so great. And uh, you know, because we're we're basically saving some money on our on our end by not. Um, uh, you know, not doing all the coding ourselves. Um, and, uh, you know, that, that part of it is great. Uh, but it's, it's so good to be working with somebody who understands where we're coming from and is, is willing to do all that work for us. Well, it's gotta be challenging because like you said, you know, you want to be on Roku, Apple TV, Android, you know, Apple iPads, iPhones, there's yeah. so many different platforms, and, and I don't know if there's one universal coding language that works across the board, but... I don't think so. You know, that's got to be quite the challenge. Well, the the developers like to... They like to cheat <laughs> to sort of, you know, kind of to do... To, you know, kind of hit three birds with one stone. So they'll they'll basically use, uh, you know, some cross-platform development stuff, and then they'll say, well, you know, we're going to wrap this up for uh, iOS, and then we'll wrap it for Android. And that way, we only have to code once, right? And then we just kind of wrap it with whatever. Well, that's you know probably the easiest way to break all the accessibility in all these various platforms. <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, and you have to, you know, you actually act have to have somebody sit there and write out the you know the whether it's swift or c++ for um you know for ios or you've got to have them uh you know sit there and write out the code for you know the uh the java code for android mm -hmm. um uh you know and and the, the good thing about our our relationship with with blue Evo and vhx is that they've done that already right. uh we basically show up and and we say you know 
make sure that it's it's accessible and that it's branded with our stuff and um you know and 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 away we go nice yeah you know part of me is a little surprised that there isn't a you know an accessible development company out there that just completely just specializes in building accessible content um yeah, yeah i mean the You'd think that it, that there something like that would exist by now because a lot of times part of the problem is that you got to hire developers who will develop something and then it has to run through an accessibility filter and figure out what's not working in that sense, right? Well, that's tough too. Just before you jump in, Kevin, I, you know, because I'm totally blind myself. You know, I use Jaws, I use Window Eyes, I use System Access, I use MVDA, I have an Android phone. Every screen reader interprets the page differently. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, you know. <laughs> it's it's one of these things where it's um I mean all the tools are out there. So and and what I'm what I'm finding is that you know sort of as as time marches on in in the beginning, you know, people would have to go and they, you know, if they were making a web page, they'd have to they'd basically have to you know, code all the buttons and the, you know, the radio buttons and the, you know, the, the form fields and all that stuff themselves. Right. And now we've got tools like, you know, WordPress and, right. and so forth where you, you can basically go and get a page and go and get a button and get a form field or whatever that's already got the accessibility built in. Um, now what, you know, now we're at the point where, um, you know, for us, we can, you know, so that the next person who comes along to use a, you know, to use VHX to build a whatever, um, they, uh, they're going to get an accessible site out of the box. So, you know, it's, it's, it's something that, you know, we're kind of pushing to, to do the work on and, um, you know, other, other people kind of benefit down the road. So do you have blind and low vision beta testers around the world or in Canada testing with different screen readers and magnification packages uh yeah we have um uh i mean we open this up to uh i'm trying to think of like the most obscure configuration i think we had somebody using i think we had somebody using like narrator uh, <laughs> i was gonna on, say narrator <laughs> when you said obscure like you know like it, it was something like that like it was uh you know it wasn't one of the popular kind of five screen readers right um you know it's, but we we had we had folks test with nvda i have um you know kind of a junky uh uh windows 7 machine with you know jaws 14 and you know i i you know, I kind of use that to test to see, you know, is it going to work in jaws yeah. uh you know on a, on a on a system that's um you know at least 3 or four years old probably you know probably older now um and i could get stuff to work and get stuff to play and and you know use the site uh uh you know fairly easily um and uh so we we ended up going back and fixing a lot of the um you know a lot of the bugs a lot of them had to do with the uh with the payment gateway um you know just because in the the old site we were using paypal uh now we've completely gotten rid of it so it's all you know built right into the site um so that side of it we you know we, we did a lot of work on and, and fixed that so it's uh, so it's working now and so what's what do you got coming up like what's what's next for tell me tv what's the next big update 
the next big update for us is going to be, um, you know, we're we're really excited about announcing this this investment uh, uh, that we that we got. Um, we've got. Um, I can tell you right now, we've got uh, as as I mentioned, I've, we have the the Ray Bradbury Theater. Uh, we have a we have another uh, you know kind of funny uh, comedy show called Being Eve, which is uh, um, about a, a a girl in New, New Zealand who's uh, you know going through high school and kind of all the kind of teenage uh, angst and stuff. And they did it as as kind of a, a single camera comedy, which is kind of funny. We've got six features um on the site and what's next for us is is basically going at, going at after the content um you know so we're you know we're talking to the you know the foxes and the sony's and the you know the the, the warner brothers of the world um you know to get content from them but we're also talking about getting um uh children's content um because that's often an overlooked area in terms of um uh described video right. uh and then you know getting some you know some kind of factual and, and documentary style programming as well because uh, that's something that our our viewers our customers indicated that they wanted um so that's 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 what's really that's really what's next for us and next week i've got a, a you know a bunch of investor meetings that i'm that i'm going to so you know fingers crossed that uh you know, we'll we'll have other people interested in in helping us build this out as well. And are you are you guys based out of Toronto? Is that right? Uh, yeah, we're we're based out of Toronto. I've got um I've got one gentleman who's working as our our VP of business development. He's down in Florida. Um, he actually came to us. I, I think he'd asked a question about the you know the team that was helping out with this. So um uh, he he comes to us from uh kind of working in the video industry for the past um you know 20 20 some odd years he's he he's won two emmy awards he's got four patents he's uh you know he's a he's a pretty he's a pretty cool dude very very nice guy um uh we have a gentleman working with us on the on the content side so he's opening doors with us and he knows everybody because he's uh uh you know he he ran Lionsgate Canada for wow. you know a number of years and um, started a company and sold that to Alliance Atlantis. So he he kind of knows everybody sort of on the on the content side of things. Um, uh, there's a the uh, lady who's working with us on the marketing side, uh, Tracy. She's um, uh, you know she was the marketing uh, she was the marketing girl behind uh, TDs. Banking can be this comfortable, and she managed the the launch of Xbox in Canada. So she's um, she's been helping us out and and then we've got you know we've got some other you know kind of part-time actors who, who sort of come in and and um you know help us out with social media we've got a, a right. girl named paula who's been helping us out with social media um uh you know uh, another gentleman avi who's who's just helped out with the, a lot of the design work um so uh you know we make sure that uh, you know for anybody who's low vision that we've you know we've got a readable logo and, yeah. and you know fonts and stuff that that folks can read on our on our marketing materials and all that so um you know it's a, it's a small team and and you know we're not all working in the same room at the same time but um you know everybody uh, everybody's really uh really jazzed about about what I what we're doing and and um you know they they really see a great potential for Tell Me TV. Well, it sounds like it's it's really been thought out well. Uh, you got some key players in place who 
you know, are taking accessibility seriously. So that's exciting. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about it as well. Um, you know, we've got, uh, you know, we've got a couple of advisors who, um, you know, understand just, you know, not just from a, a consumer perspective. So I've, I've got, um, you know, I've got a lady working with me who's a, you know, a Paralympian, um, uh, you know, who's visually impaired as well. And she's, um, you know, she is, she expresses all the same frustrations that you guys do with, with, you know, just finding described video on, on, on television and, you know, DVDs and so forth. So she understands from a customer perspective as to what's going on. And, um, you know, and then we've got a, a university professor who's doing a lot of really cool research into, uh, um, you know, kind of like the, you know, the kinds of described video that we could, we could have on our service and looking at kind of innovations and in, in how to, how to put described video onto, um, you know, a digital platform and that sort of thing. So, right. um, you know, a lot of a lot of folks are, are really, really, uh, um, uh, are really into this. Uh, I keep saying that we're on the cusp of a you know a golden age of accessibility, and you know it's still early days, but yep. it, I think we're we're well on our way. Yeah, absolutely. I would agree with that. 100%. I hope. I hope. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, we we had um, Diane from uh, Descriptive Video Works. Yep. Yeah, and she, you oh, know, yeah. she, okay. she was talking about you know the different um, the different mandates that uh, some of the cable companies have to follow. Um, still, you know, it's, it's nowhere near a hundred percent, but uh, it's getting better. So slowly but surely, I, I, I think we're we're you know hopefully we're gonna we're gonna leave the era of you know the the flat unemotive voice basically describing you know what's happening on screen and <laughs> sort of that kind of voice of god and um you know getting into something that's actually entertaining and, and right. fun to listen to yeah absolutely and i mean and it should be there's no reason why that it shouldn't be 100 percent. just like you know closed captioning is these days right yep 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 and it's 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 uh you know it's a work in progress but i, I think we're gonna get there uh, one more, so I'll, I'll just plug one sure. more time, uh, the, the discount code. So if anybody uh, is interested in, in tell me TV, uh, you can check it out at tellmetv.com. Uh, we have a, a 25% off, uh, discount code, uh, that you can use for 25% off for the next 12 months. Uh, it's just tell me 17, uh, T E L L M E one seven. And, uh, you just put that into the, uh, to the promo code box and you get 25% off of the, the next 12 months. Um, and then we're on social media as well. So you can follow what we're doing. Uh, our social media handle is at they kiss, we tell, which is our, uh, which is our tagline. And, uh, so we're on Facebook, uh, you know, dot com, they kiss, we tell, and then, uh, we're on Twitter at they kiss, we tell as well. So, um, that's, uh, uh, that's, that's where you can find us. Fantastic. And we'll be sure to link to all of that in the cool. show notes. Kevin, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure to talk to you and yeah, uh, good, good luck with the service. We'll be keeping an eye out for it. Thank you so much. Well, that was informative. Yep. There's a lot of information. Yeah, I felt it. I felt the podcast could have spun off into Blu-ray talk. So I had to sort of <laughs> dial it back. I was just like, okay, I could just, we could start going down this road of just geek, geek uh, movie file talk. Oh, you'd be surprised though. Like for people who are blind, audio is huge. 
It's got it. It's yeah. huge. Even, you know, it's a real frustration. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous that Netflix, you can't sort through content and, and see what, even if it was a. Uh, well, yeah. even if you bring up the Netflix interface and there was a, a, a link, just like there is for after you choose your profile. Right. You know, instead of movies, TVs, search, genres, whatever, have descriptive video. Yeah, absolutely. You just have a link just, right there. It's just a category. And all the content is there. Yeah. yeah. It'd be something as simple as that. Um, and even the same thing as, you know, it's it's such a frustration to me when I, when I hear them talk about web development and stuff and how, like, just building an accessible website is so difficult. Mm. Um, you, you know, all the web developers, you know, sort of have to keep going back to them and saying, well, this isn't working and that isn't working. I mean, all this stuff should be work, work out of the box. I mean, it should be. There should be accessibility teams testing it. Yeah. You know, I know every company can't hire a team, but contract it out, you know, especially in the U.S. and here in Canada. You know, we have CNBs. They have NFB and ACB in the U.S., there's enough people to pull from that there's no reason why things should not be accessible. Right. Anyways, once again, we're getting geeky. Geeky, geeky. Where can people find us? They can find us at www.atbanter.com. They can also email us, Ryan. At atbanterpodcast at gmail.com. You know what? That's exactly what I was going to say. I knew you were. I know. It's amazing. They can also find us on Facebook. They can find us on Twitter, and they can find us on. Why am I blanking on the third? Because we got YouTube. rid of Google Plus. Yeah, that's right. YouTube. Yeah, YouTube. Uh, what do we got going on next week? Next week we have a co-founder from the Vancouver Adaptive Music Society coming in to talk about what it is they do. Oh no, kidding! Mm-hmm. Is he physically coming into the studio? No, he's oh. going to do it via Skype because we're not really on a transit line, and he's in a wheelchair. I see. So we'll do it yeah, by Skype. Even, we haven't had an in guest, in studio guest for a while. I know. I guess Gary Gary Birch came in. He, yep. he actually was physically here, but that was nobody wants to come see us. <laughs> Would you want to come see us? Probably not. <laughs> I wouldn't even be here if I didn't have to be. Let's be honest. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for us. Uh, Thanks for listening, everybody, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. This podcast has been brought to you by Aroga Technologies. Visit Aroga Technologies online at www.aroga.com. That's A-R-O-G-A dot com. Music provided by bensound.com. 